to be observed every single year. Every single year. Now, they would always eat several of the elements that you have here. Now, they actually do a much bigger meal than what we're going to do right here. I don't have time to do an entire Passover Seder for you. I don't have uh, the resources to give you everything, nor am I a chef who is capable of making all of these dishes for real. So there are a couple of cheats I've made along the way, but that's all right. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray to start off. And once I'm done praying, I'm going to light our candle. It's called the Narat. And once I light the candle, our Passover Seder will begin. So let me pray for us, and then we'll get started. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we love You. We praise You. I thank You for this Passover Seder, for the opportunity we have to recognize why You want us to remember this time. Why You want us to remember this truth. And that, Father, it goes so much deeper, it goes so much more profound than even the story of Moses and Pharaoh and the Egyptians and the Israelites. That, Father, this story, this meal, highlights something even more wonderful. And I pray that would come out this evening as we partake of these elements. It's in your Son's name, Jesus, I ask these things and for His sake. Amen. So, let me light our candle and our Passover Seder will begin. Alright. Candle is lit. Our Passover has begun. And if I could, Miss um, Kristen, do you mind grabbing two of those bowls and just bring them over here to this table for me? Because I, I neglected to grab two bowls. So, as the candle is lit, we recognize that we are light in this dark world, that we are called to be set apart. In fact, it's a really neat thing when you read the account of the Israelites in Egypt. There is a time in one of the plagues where darkness falls on all of Egypt. I mean, and it says that the whole world was dark. That means they couldn't see anything. Have you guys ever been in a place where you couldn't see your hand in front of your face because it was so dark? If you have been, you know that that is a helpless feeling. That's how it was all over Egypt, except, the Bible tells us, in the place where the Israelites were. There was a light. That they had light and no one else did. That is a remarkable thing. We light this candle recognize that because we believe, because we can trust, because we can be saved by the one true God, we are called to be lights in a very dark, dark world. And to start it off, we are called to be lights in a dark world. We're called to be different because we're called to be holy. Do you guys know what it means to, when I say that we're called to be holy? To be set apart. To be different than everything else. And so to start the Passover, you light the candle saying we are lights in a dark world. And not only do you light the candle saying we're lights in a dark world, you also, don't do it yet, wait until I tell you, but in front of you, you have four cups. And those four cups represent something spectacular and amazing, okay? And the first cup is called the Kadesh. And it's the cup of sanctification. 
Now, that cup of sanctification, the word sanctify, has the same root word in the Greek as holy. And so what we recognize is that God has called a people to be lights. He has called a people to be holy, to be different than the rest of the world. And so what we do when we gather together for this Passover Seder, we light the candle and we take the first cup, the cup of Kadesh, and we say we want to be holy because God is holy and He's called us to be holy. We want to be different from the rest of the world. So I invite you now, take your first cup, and mine looks different. I have just a, a big cup with a lot in it. But take the first cup, the cup of Kadesh, and drink this cup of sanctification, recognizing that we are called to be holy. Once you have finished with that, we now come to the place where if we're called to be lights in the world, if we're called to be holy, to be sanctified, then what we also have to understand is that we're called to be clean. We're called to be washed of our sins. And so to start the Passover, you have a ceremonial hand washing. Now, at each of your tables, there are two bowls. Now, hang on, I'm going to explain it to you, okay? The ones furthest away from me, the ones furthest away from me are the ones you're looking for, okay? Yours is the one on my right, your left, okay? You're going to do this. You're going to take your fingers. This is all you have to do for the ceremony hand washing. You're going to take your fingers. You're going to dip it into the water. You're going to sprinkle it off and then just wipe it off on the rest of your hands, okay? It's the one furthest away from it. So on each table, there are two bowls. The bowl that is furthest away from me. Yes. No. That one. That one. Right there. That one. Alright? The one furthest away from me. Alright? So, not that one, but that one. That one that they're pointing to. Yeah. That one. Put your hands in. Put your fingers in. Yeah. And there you go. We are called to be washed of our sins. We're called to be clean. And so you've had the ceremonial hand washing. We have come to a point now where we recognize if we are lights in the world, if we are called to be holy, if we're called to be washed clean, we come to a time now of remembrance. Alright? And during this time of remembrance, we are in a time of celebration. Because... We are celebrating something spectacular, but it's not just springtime, it's not just love. We're celebrating a freedom and a wonderful deliverance that God has brought to us. Now for the Jewish people, when they come to this Passover Seder, they look at this Passover Seder and they say, well, of course it's being freed from slavery in Egypt. But we recognize there is a freedom from an even greater slavery. We are called to be set free from our sin, set free from our death. And so there's a greater freedom to be found in the Scripture, even greater than the story of Moses and Pharaoh and Egypt and the Israelites. It's the freedom we find only in Jesus Christ who has freed us from our sin. And so what we do now, we recognize that we celebrate, but we also look back. We also recognize that while we were slaves, while we were in that time, it was a time of tears and suffering. So I want you to take the, um, it's called the carpus. I want you to take the carpus and the bowl that you did not wash your hands in, I want you to take that 
I want you to dip it in there. Alright? And I want you to eat the parsley. Now, when you taste, when you taste it, what flavor comes up? You should, feel, you should taste the saltiness to it. You should taste the saltiness to it. Because there is salt in the water that you dipped it in. Why would there be salt in that water? What would that remind us of? Tears. If we're called to be lights, if we're called to be holy, if we're called to be washed clean, we celebrate that we have been called those things, but we also look back and we also recognize that while we were slaves to sin and death, there were tears and there was suffering. So I'm going to show you now this portion, of it, and you need just one representative, just one. All right? Now, I've got three in mind. You will only have one in yours. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pull out the matzah bread. All right? Now, I have three. As I said, you only have one. And what we recognize is that these matzah bread represent the one triune God. How does this represent the one triune God? We have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Okay? Once we recognize what this is, at this point during the Passover, they take the middle matzah out. Okay, now I only, I'm the only one who has three. You guys only have one, so you guys just have the one middle matzah. They take that one out, and they take it, and they break it in half. Okay? Break it in half. Now there will be a larger half, I'm sure, that comes up. What you do, you're going to keep the smaller half, take the larger half, and wrap it back up. You're going to wrap it back up. And at this point, what they do is they take that, this is called the afficamen, they take the afficamen and they bury it or they hide it. So I'm just going to hide it right here. You guys, everyone knows where it is. It's not a secret. Okay? Now, I want you to notice a few things. I'll hold up a, a, a solid one. I want you to notice a few things. What do you recognize about this matzah bread? It's burned. Specifically, when it's burned, what, what, what is it burned in? It's burned in kind of stripes, right? Alright, you guys also said that it was got, has holes in it. It's been pierced through. It's flat. Alright, here's the thing about it, okay? We recognize... That leaven, you guys know what leaven is, right? Leaven is the stuff in bread that makes it rise, that makes it get fluffy, okay? Yeah, yeast. Uh, there is no leaven in this bread. In the Bible, when we see re leaven, it represents sin. And so when we took the middle piece of matzah, we recognized it had no leaven, no sin. Not only that, that middle piece is also pierced through. It's been striped. Isaiah 53 tells us that He, talking about Jesus, was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. 
And by His stripes, we are healed. So we recognize that this matzah is God the Son. That He is the Ephikamen as we'll see later. Now we've talked about being lights. We've talked about having holy, being holy, being sanctified. We've talked about how we need to be washed. How there were tears in our suffering. And we've looked at the only real help, the only real solution to our problem, to our dilemma of being slaves, the only way we can be lights, the only way we can be washed, the only way we can be holy is because of God. We saw that in the matzah. And so it's at this point that we look to the second cup. And this second cup is the cup of deliverance. Now what do we need to be delivered from? We need to be delivered from our slavery to sin and death. So I want you to take... It's okay. I want you to take the second cup and I want you to drink the cup of deliverance. Alright? At this point, not only do we eat and drink those things, but now you get to recognize that Just like they killed a lamb in Egypt and put its blood over the doorpost so that death would pass him over, we have a greater lamb. And so everyone get a piece of lamb. Don't eat it yet. Don't eat it yet. But what would this greater lamb be? Or rather, who would this greater lamb be? Jesus. Jesus came to earth. Do you remember when He went to John the Baptist And John the Baptist looked at Jesus coming. What did he say as he saw Christ approaching? He said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus is the Lamb who can remove us from our sins, who can make us lights, who can make us clean, who can make us holy, who can deliver us. And so we recognize that He is the great and promised Passover Lamb. And they always say a prayer here. They say, We praise You, O Lord our God, Ruler of the universe, who has made us holy with Your Word and who has sent Your Lamb. So now take and enjoy Your Lamb. Okay. It is good. I want you to try it. Here we go. Alright. At this point, everyone's going to need three pieces of the matzah. Everyone's going to need three pieces. So I'll make them larger for my end so you guys can see them, but not everyone has to have these bigger pieces here. And if they need, if they need extra, we've got some right here. Okay? So what we do here, take one of those pieces of matzah. It's good, isn't it? Take one of those pieces of matzah, okay? We recognize that it is God and God alone who has always provided for us. He is the ruler of the universe. He's made us holy. He's commanded us to eat unleavened bread on this day because we are to recognize that we can be saved through Christ, through our great Passover lamb, but we are called to be without sin. We are called to be removed from that. And so now I invite you to take one of those pieces of matzah and eat it as a representation that we are called to be without sin. Okay. Here comes everybody's favorite part. 
a Passover. We're called to be without sin, but we also recognize what our sin was. It was bitter, and it was wicked, and it was evil. So I want you to take your second piece of matzah, and everybody's going to need to get a piece of the bitter herb. Mm-hmm. The bitter herb. It is very bitter. Do not use a lot of it. Hey, you guys are going to want to put enough on there to where you can taste it. Alright? So, here's the thing. Now listen, listen. We're going to eat the bitter herb here in a second. Let me make this prayer for us. Let me make this prayer for us. And then we're going to eat it. Now you guys do have water here. You guys do have water here because it is very bitter. You don't want a lot. Okay? So let me, let me pray for us. Let me, let me say the prayer for it. And then we're going to eat. We praise You, O Lord our God, Ruler of the universe, who has made us holy with Your Word, and has commanded us to eat bitter herbs. Alright? Go ahead and eat. <laughs> I told you it was bitter. Hey, Keith, you can get him more wine. He'll, he'll go get it. All right. So now at this part, you're going to take... <laughs> you're going to take another piece, the last piece of the matzah, and as bitter as that was, this part right here is very sweet and very good. And what they do is they take... Now, I'm not going to ask you to do this, but I'll show you what they do. Okay, I'll show you what they do. I'm not going to ask you this. But what they do is they take the sweet, and this is, all this is, is just, no one here has a nut allergy, do they? It's nuts, apples, and honey. They put it there. Not only do they do that, what they do also is they take some of the bitter herb, and they put it on top, and then they also take the parsley, and they put it on top, and they make what's called the Halil sandwich. You guys don't have to do that, but take a part of Take a part of the matzah and put some of the sweet, the sweet uh, apple, nut, and honey mixture on it. Okay? I want you to try it, bud. I want you to try it. Alright? Because as bitter and as awful as our life in sin was, it is that much more sweet to have life that has been saved by Christ. And so we take this Halil sandwich... And we recognize there is sweetness found only in Jesus Himself. And so now I invite you to take and to eat. Alright. It was at this time at the Passover meal that Jesus was with the disciples on the night before He was arrested. And Jesus, with His disciples, took out the Ephicamon. So I want you to go find your hidden piece of Ephicamon. He took it out. 
And this is the celebration. This is the high point of the Passover. Because what was broken and what was buried and hidden is now brought back. That which was lost, that which was pierced and striped, that which was broken is now back. It has come back for us. We now rejoice that we have it. And it was during this part of the Passover that Jesus took the Ephicamon and He says, this is My body which is broken for you. Do this as often as you eat it in remembrance of Me. And so what He was saying there, it is, it is Jesus. It is what He is going to endure on the cross. It is what He was going to suffer at the hands of men who would kill Him that was going to give us salvation. And so I invite you to take a piece of the Ephicamon, everybody. And you may now eat of the Ephicamon. The meal portion is done. There's no more eating in the Passover ceremony. But there are two more cups. And so it was this cup, the third cup, the cup of redemption. The cup of being bought with a price. The cup of being bought back out of sin and slavery. It was the cup after supper that Jesus took and He said, this is My blood which is poured out for you. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of Me. And so I invite you to take and drink the third cup, the cup of redemption. And there's one final cup. We recognize what Jesus has done for us. And Jesus left. Jesus ascended into heaven to be with God the Father. But He said one day He will return. And when He returns... There will be thanksgiving, there will be hope, and there will be a restoration. We will be restored to our right relationship with Him. So take your fourth cup, the cup of restoration, and drink it with understanding. Let me pray for us. Let me pray for us. And then I'm, when I'm done praying, I'm going to blow out the candle. You guys are going to have a chance to sing a couple of songs just in response in praise of what Christ has done. And I want you guys to sing out. Don't worry about the stuff on the tables. Sing to the God who sent His Son. Sing to the Son who suffered so that you could be saved. And sing to the Spirit who awakens us to an understanding of what's going on. So let me pray for us. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we do love You and praise You and we thank You for this Passover Seder. I pray that you would use it to make us more like your son and to love him all the more. And it's in his name we ask these things and for his sake. Amen.